You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons, the CEO of Crimson Media, where we help dentists build freedom in their practice through online marketing. Be sure to go to crimsonmediagroup.com to find out more about our free marketing analysis we're doing for dental practices right now. And uh, this is, I don't even know what week anymore we're in, of the um, social distancing um, due to the uh, global coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but as of the day I am recording this, it is April 9th, and uh, things are starting to look better uh, based on uh, what we're starting to see in the news and everything. So that's a positive, but obviously just um, been a really tough time, been a really tough time for people and I'm looking forward to us all coming out of this, and hopefully you and your family are safe and and healthy. And uh, you know, it's a good time to kick back, relax, um, and, and try to get your mind off of things, but also start to prepare for life after this. And that's why I have David Phelps, Dr. David Phelps, as my guest on today's podcast. And Dr. David Phelps is uh, is a great, great guy. He's a uh, you know former practice owner. He is the host of the Dentist Freedom Blueprint podcast. I've actually been a guest. I was honored to be a guest on his show uh, one time. And and he just talks about some really great subjects from, you know, investing to to different things that you should be looking at to further not only your career, but also to build financial freedom. And um, he just shares a lot of valuable information. And so, you know, he's one of those voices in dentistry when, you know, he talks, you listen. And, you know, I thought it was a great idea to get him on the podcast and was honored that he hopped on. And, and some of the things that we talk about is, you know, what this is going to be like for dentists after the coronavirus. You know, what are some of the challenges we're, we're going to face? What are some of the things we need to do differently? He talks about scheduling and how your, your scheduling may need to be different moving forward. But then we also discuss opportunities. What opportunities are you going to have coming out of this? What is going to separate your practice, your business from the competition? Because whenever there is an economic downturn or something along the lines of like what we're dealing with, which is I know is pretty unusual, but there's always opportunity. And that's where usually... Uh, some businesses take advantage of that and, and really come out of it better and, and stronger than they were before. So we talk about some of those opportunities as well, and he gives you some ideas on some things that you should be doing today and how you can come back from this and ensure that your practice is stronger than ever, which I think is something that all of us who you know are, are listening to this podcast right now really want to be able to do is come out of this thing stronger than ever before, make sure that we can you know, take care of our team, take care of our family, and make sure that we have a business that I say it all the time, that's not just surviving, but we want that business to thrive. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview uh, with Dr. David Phelps. And so uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, here is my interview. All right, so I got David Phelps on the podcast, a recurring guest of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Uh, or no, no, I take that back. 
that that's my bad, David, because I was on your podcast and I remember talking, but now we actually just kicked the podcast back up again during all of this time. We kind of had a few months where we were, we were down. We were putting out a few little like episodes with just me, but I didn't really have any guests. So, um, so this is David's first time being on the podcast, but I'm sure many of you have heard of Dr. David Phelps, uh, before, and, and he's well known around the dental community. And, uh, First and foremost, I think the most important thing is just to check in. How are you? How are things down down there for you guys? Yeah, here in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, so things have been, um, like overall from a community standpoint, uh, in Texas, we haven't been like a hotbed of the, the virus. Uh, and I think through social distancing and the things that have been put in place, fortunately, by those who have been proactive or watched what's happened in, in, uh, in, in, in Europe and China and, you know, East Coast, West Coast, uh, I think we've got things in a better shape, but still we haven't, you know, I don't think hit the apex. I think we, we may hit the apex in two weeks. So that could change a lot of things. But um, yeah, right now um, uh, with our family and health with most, I say most of our friends uh, is good. We do have a few people, uh, frontline people that are affected and dealing with uh, the COVID virus right now. I'm maintaining, uh, you know, doing okay, but for some it's been a struggle. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I know. And, and that's, you know, one thing people listening to this, if you have family or anybody who's kind of on the front lines working this too, you know, shout out to those people. My wife's an ICU nurse mm. and, uh, you know, s- seeing some, some crazy things like right now here in Indianapolis, not nearly to the extent that they are in you know, New York, New Jersey and, and Europe, but still seeing uh, the impact of it here. So shout out to those people. But, yes. you know, here in the, in the dental community, uh, obviously, we're kind of sitting here, I feel like, you know, twiddling our thumbs like, all right, uh, you know, what do, what do we do now, especially if people who aren't seeing emergency patients, if they don't have the proper PPE and that sort of thing. Uh, so David is, is here to share some insights on this. And David, first thing I just want to ask you is, this is obviously one of those moments in, in our industry that all of us are going to remember for the rest of our lives, I'm sure. It's, it's a big moment in history here. Um, what do you what do you see happening? Is dentistry going to be changed forever? You know, if, if six months down the road, twelve months down the road, are things coming back to normal, or do you think there will always be a, something that's a little bit different moving forward? Yeah, Shane. Well, it's it's obviously not just our industry; it's uh, it's it's the world. Uh, this is going to go down as a generational impact event uh, that will be similar, maybe even greater than what the, this country went through with uh, uh, the World War uh, or the Great Depression in uh, the 30s, almost 100 years ago. Uh, those, those, those big events have a lasting effect on those generations that were in their adult years. Uh, this one is gonna have the same kind of effect. Now, it's not all bad. So, so before you think I'm a doom and gloomer, it's not all bad. I think some of the changes that occur when a country, a community, goes through things together and they start, to, they, remember when they start to work together better, uh, some of, I'm hoping that some of the divisiveness in this country will, will, will dissipate because, you know, you could go back to other situations, you go back to 9-11, okay? Think about how that brought the country together. As devastating as that was and the lives that were lost there, the country came together for a while. Uh, and then we go back to, to <laughs> politics as usual, right? right? Uh, now back, back to, to dentistry in specific, specifically, uh, yeah, there's no question that we're not going to go back to, quote, business as usual. Uh, those that are in a position to stay strong, to get through this, I uh, call it the gap period, until you can get back and actually be back in, in regular routine business, it's, there's going to be a slow ramp up. Uh, some people 
are thinking, I think incorrectly, I wish it would be this way, but thinking incorrectly that, that once we get back to work, we're going to have a quick ramp back up again. I don't see it. I think even though this, this uh, downturn, this recession slash depression, I think it get, could get pretty bad because we don't even see where the end of this is. And I don't think the end of it's going to come uh, just because uh, we, you know, get some, some containment of this virus. You know, we've got another fall season, flu season coming up, and I don't see a vaccine coming out till next year. So we could have another session of this. Again, just forewarning, not being a pessimist, but forewarning, we may get back to work for a while this summer. We could see October, November hit, and we may be, you know, in, in somewhat, hopefully not the same kind of closure, but there will be some, some upsurge, I think, of, of the basis that people will be worried about any kind of virus, any kind of flu, any kind of infection, I think that's going to be on the top of people's minds. I think any business that involves people coming together, so certainly that's churches and concerts and theaters and nightclubs, and, you know, I think there's going to still be some social distancing going on. I think, you know, theaters, they may have to pull seats out, you know, because they can't have people sitting next to each other. I think in our practices, uh, those that are seeing emergency patients, what are we doing right now? Uh, you're not having patients come into the waiting room. Uh, you know, you're sitting in your car and you text them to come in. Uh, they come in one at a time. You slip them on through and, you know, you, you do your, your work, but you don't have patients lined up. Uh, so coming back to a normal flow of business, I don't think it's going to happen. Shane, there, there, there certainly can be opportunities to triage. And that's something I see you doing already with your marketing brain is helping, you know, dentists think about, okay, when we do come back up, how can we already have a somewhat preloaded schedule? Triage, set up, segmented, right? So we've got some patients who do want to come back because they've been prolonging some work that they would have otherwise had done during this period. You're going to have emergency patients that are also going to want to get, you know, in to see. You can't run the same kind of schedule you did before with, uh, with kind of hopping from chair to chair and checking hygiene in the middle of a, you know, a, a root canal, root canal buildup and crown procedure or a longer case, it's, that's not going to be feasible anymore because so much inefficiency is going to be there. So scheduling, choreography, um, the number of, of, of staff, your infrastructure, uh, I don't think that's going to be the same as it was. Back really initially, very lean and mean, which for some people will be easier to do than others because they have maybe less debt. Uh, they maybe ha maybe prepared uh, somewhat. Maybe they had some cash reserves. The 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 less the less um, margin that a, a business had prior to Corona, uh, the harder it's going to be for them to get back to some sustainability. Yeah, you bring up an interesting po interesting point about the scheduling aspect and how that's going to be changed. And that kind of leads me into you know a couple of questions I have. One is over the next six, twelve months, maybe even beyond. What are some of the challenges you foresee uh, dental offices going through? And then after that, we'll also talk about some of the opportunity because there's always opportunity out of travesty. But uh, first, we'll start with the challenges. Scheduling, you, you mentioned one of them. Um, how, how do we need to combat that moving forward? What are some things that we need to be doing there? And then also maybe what are a couple other things that people need to be uh, aware of? Well, we're going to have to look at two things, I think, Shane. Uh, number one, uh, you know, Coming down the road as, as, as the doors are, are allowed to be opened again by the D.C. and your own um, state, county, uh, you know, health guidance, whatever they, whatever they are allowing, um, they're going to have, I believe, some levels of new requirements from an OSHA standpoint, from an employee and patient protection. It's just going to be there. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like. There's, we can conjecture that all over the place, right, and go crazy on one end. Uh, and say there's not going to be any. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. So, so we have, number one, we have to see what that's going to be, what they're going to require uh, in terms of what. So, the requirements and regulations, number one. Number two, notwithstanding the government mandated requirements 
or by our state boards. It's going to be the, the patient perception of the aesthetics. What's this look like? Because see, they're all dialed into this now too. I mean, everybody knows you gotta, you gotta you know, wash your hands. You gotta be careful who you're around. You gotta social distance. Uh, we should be wearing masks now. So again, obviously we've been doing a lot in, in dental practice. We're probably, probably you know, top line other than hospitals in terms of businesses where people go into where we are very observant uh, about infection control but we gotta have to step the game up. We have to step it up. Patients are gonna be looking, the majority are gonna be looking hard. So you've got to show exhibit uh, in, from, from, from conversations on the phone to your website, to actually patients coming to your site. What, what are you gonna show that's different? Because they're gonna be watching. And if you haven't stepped your game up, even though they liked you, even though they liked you, they loved you, they came in, some of them, are, that's not going to be enough. They, they're going to be, because look, we have to look out for our own safety. You have people at home. Uh, you may have um, family members in retirement uh, homes where they're, they're, they're more susceptible. Uh, and now people go, well, you know, maybe I can get through the virus, but you know what? If I get contaminated because I'm not careful myself and I go home and talk to, you know, Uncle Joe or, or, or Grandma, uh, you know, Patty, and I contaminate them, what have I just done? So see, there's going to be a lot of this going on. And I think, Again, we're looking at, you know, how do we wrap this up and how do we look at it? But that's going to be a big piece of it is the regulations mandated and the patient perception. What do they see and believe? Absolutely. Um, I was sharing this in a, a webinar I was in last week. And uh, one of my, uh, I guess you could say, uh, mentors who I've never met before is Ray Dalio, uh, you mm -hmm. know, big hedge fund investor. And one of the things in his book, Principles, that really has always stuck with me is he says, you know, most of life's greatest opportunities come out of moments of struggle, and it's up to you to make the most of these tests of creativity and character. So we've talked about the challenges, obviously, we're going to face, but I know, David, uh, you are a, an opportunist as well. You see opportunity when it's in front of you, and, and you know how to pivot uh, based on your uh, past. And so uh, let me ask you this from a dental perspective. There's also going to be the opportunity there. What are some of the opportunities that you see that right now the dental professionals can be thinking about and saying, hey, this is something that we need to focus on in the future because it's going to help us uh, stand, stand apart? Yeah, there's a whole list of, of opportunities. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, yeah, we have to be realistic about what the challenges are. And I don't think we can be Pollyannish about things that come back normal. But you're absolutely right. Uh, I have definitely gone through some, some heavy pivots in my life. And, and one of those that a lot of people don't know about is – you know, I, back in the, the 2008 downturn, I had sold my practice uh, prior, prior to the downturn to a up-and-coming, solid, very, um, very, uh, what I'm looking for, <laughs> uh, a very solid uh, dentist. Um, and I carried the paper because uh, he didn't quite have the credit. So I carried the paper, uh, self-financed, right? So I had to take the practice back. Long story short, just I had to take it back. Litigation wasn't fun was very difficult. And I got the practice back in kind of shambles. Okay. If that makes any sense, kind of like you take back a house that you had a renter in that you had to evict or foreclosure, you don't get it back the same shape usually. So I was in the, in the, in the middle of the downturn 2008. So just think back 2008, 12 years ago. Oh, 2020 coronavirus. I had a practice that had no run rate. I had a practice that had no revenue, lost a great deal of the, of the best patients, lost half the staff. And now I've got to go, okay, I got to suit back up and figure this thing out. So I understand a lot about having to ramp back up from, from, from standstill. And it, but here's the, here's the thing, it can be done. Now, again, you have, to be, you have to be lean and mean. So I think one of the first things right now, 
that dentists should be doing and preparing is really getting a control over their cash flow management. Many are applying and good for them to get the stimulus relief loans. Uh, that's, that's important. That's a lifeline uh, that, you know, you gotta, you gotta take. Most people gotta take it. So you take it, but now you've got to really be careful about how you use, how you use those funds. Really careful because sometimes Shane, when people get, um, you know, a line of credit or funding or they get an, uh, an increase on their credit card kind of makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. You feel like, you know, I'm good. I got the space. I got this margin. Well, only if you use it well, because otherwise it could cause people bigger problems. See, debt is not necessarily the answer, but right now you got to take it. So cash flow management, number one, coming back and being lean and mean, you're not going to bring back in most cases, all your staff. So figuring out who that's going to be, we could do a whole call on that. We won't dive down that. You've got to figure that out. Setting yourself up on their side. Now, here's the opportunities. And there's good and bad to this. There's a lot of businesses including dental practices that are not going to come back. Some, some, some dentists are thinking right now because of where they are in their age, you know, probably those that were closer to ending anyway, uh, they were thinking I'll do this for a few more years and I'll sell my practice. Uh, pretty much they got whacked. And if they can figure out some way to not have to come back, you know, they're not going to get anything for the practice now. I mean, if they, if they don't go back and ramp up, it's pretty much sell the assets. So if they can figure out a way to do that and be okay with that, there's a number that will do that. There'll be another group, Shane, that will, that will make every attempt to come back because they kind of feel like I have to, I have to, I got to make this happen. I don't have enough cash flow. I don't have enough reserves. My retirement accounts took a beating. Uh, the pra my practice value, you know, six weeks ago, I thought was X, X. Now it's like half X. I mean, truly, I mean, you can't put a valuation on assets today. You really can't. So they're going to have to try to come back. And unfortunately, a good number of those, a good percentage are, are not going to sustain. They're going to fall apart. So I can't tell you percentage-wise, but there's going to be a lot of businesses, a lot of dental practices don't make it. And that includes, and that includes Shane, corporate. You know, just because corporate DSOs have been out there in a big way, again, if they're, if they're heavily debt leveraged, which a number of them are, they're going to have the same struggle. So the strong that can come back and be lean and mean will have opportunities because there's going to be a lot of unemployed, really high-quality staff people out there, hygienists, staff support, front, front, front office, back office. There's going to be a lot of dentists, high-caliber. High quality, quality dentists that either were previous owners or they were associates and they're, they're out of work. So you're going to have an opportunity if you're that, that, that doctor, that, that practice that has, has got the infrastructure and you want to grow, you want to build something different, um, this is your chance. It's also a chance, I think, Shane, to really decide what your model's going to be if you're, if you're, if you're coming back. Uh, if you've been heavily PPO, uh, managed care, uh, this might be a time. Well, I, I, I don't say it might be a time. I'd say it is a time. It is yeah. a time when you might start to say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to come back the same way. I'm not going to be in bed with, you know, XYZ insurance companies that have been beating me down because, see, you don't have enough margin to do that now. You're not going to come back and in two months be back at your 100% of your past revenues. I think it's going to take the better part of the year, this year, to get back to maybe as a goal 80%. Well, if you're back to 80% of your revenues and you're still running the same overhead, and you're taking a discount on average is 25 to 30 to 35 percent with PPO. But see, those numbers don't add up. I don't even need a calculator to run those numbers. They yeah. don't add up. So opportunity huge if you're strong, if you've got the will, and you've got leadership culture. The other thing too, I got I got I got to put a big big a big play out for people like you that are marketers coming back. Marketing uh, is going to be huge. Uh, you've got to market your presence. You got to market how you're different than everybody else. This is a time not to try to be a commodity player and try to just, you know, play out there. This is a time to, to show your differentiation and marketing story, um, who you are, what makes you different. This is going to be a big part of, of, of coming back. 
this is the exact conversation that I've been having with, with all of our clients is, you know, that, that opportunity right there, because yes, you may be frustrated for years that so-and-so practice down the road was doing $29 cleaning exams and, you know, blasting those all over the place. But those are, like you said, they're taking a beating. They're going to take a beating. And now more than ever, people are, we've been heading in this direction where people care. They truly care about the culture of, of a business, no matter if it's big corporations or smaller businesses. But now is that opportunity where you're really going to be able to highlight that. And that's why I'm telling people right now, talk to your community, put, put a little bit of money behind some ad spend on Facebook. If you can right now, just reaching out to the community saying, Hey, we're so-and-so at so-and-so dental office here. We're just checking in on the community. We hope you all are doing well. And we want you to know we're here for you when this thing passes or whatever the case is huge, huge opportunity in doing that because nobody does that right now. And so I think you, you nailed it when it comes to that. The other thing that um, I want to bring up is just, I think right now this has been a learning lesson for a lot of practice owners who didn't have maybe an investment plan in, in, in strategy in place. And like you said, maybe we're very, you know, debt leveraged. Um, and sometimes, you know, that happens, but this for me personally, I'm just thinking out loud here, you know, I, I have been building up kind of a cash reserve and living um, maybe not a, a very flashy lifestyle, but for something like this. And what do you say as far as building up, cash reserves and are times like now, not only to live off of that, but is now it's a time for investments as far as uh, whether it be the stock market, whether it be real estate. And, and I know you're specifically, you know, indebted and grounded into the, the real estate game. What, what should people be thinking about for the future when one of these things, maybe not a pandemic, but something like this economically happens again? Yeah, that's a really substantive question. And I think again, this, this pandemic, this, this mandated closure uh, is going to cause people to really reflect, number one, Shane, on really what's most important. See, see we've been, this happens every cycle. It's not just this last one where we came out of 2008 and from about 2012 on to you know, this last month, uh, we were in this bull run cycle where it was a very exuberant, overly optimistic, over leveraged in so many ways. And I'd say just about everybody, unless you've gone through a few downturns in the past, which uh, I can say I have, uh, you know, it was all about the chase, the, the chase, the chase for what? The chase for bigger, the chase for more, the chase to say, look at me, look how good I am, whether I'm in my business doing killer numbers or I'm killing it on the stock market or I'm killing it in real estate. I mean, look, I, some of my closest friends that we've been friends with for a long time, they're more my generation. We just, you know, kind of quietly just, we be at meetings and actually we just kind of shake our heads because we, we knew we knew we didn't know when, when this was going to happen exactly we didn't know it's gonna be a virus but look it happens every usually every six to eight years you know this yeah. one got pushed pushed longer so really what people this is going to push people back and have them do a re reality check with like their spouse or their family i mean really get ingrained to what what they really really want out of their life now some of this is you know spending time with the family right now no, good. It's a good thing because people are like relate. I see people out taking walks with their kids and playing ball because families are talking to now, each right? other again. Families are actually <laughs> talking to each other. So, so there's some huge opportunities to get clear because when you get over this thing about bigger, 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 more lifestyle, doing more stuff, traveling, getting your kids and everything you can. See, I think we can stop that craziness. We actually, we actually help our society. When you actually think about actually having family meals again and, and putting away the, the crap uh, you know, smartphones and stuff, the stuff that we've kind of 
about, but you know, people got, ah, yeah, but it's, you know, it's the new world. It's the new age. You know, this is all what it is. See, we're, we're getting turned back big time in a, but in a good way. So to your point, I think uh, in the past people, people, you know, kind of lived on the edge, meaning, uh, you know, they, 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 they put their money into, you know, their business or practices. I get it. That's good. But probably spending way too much money in stuff that really wasn't given ROI. But, you know, you could. You could get by because, you, you know, you could live to fight another day. It wasn't that hard. Uh, people were putting too much money into in stock market, real estate, too much into investments. Investments are good. But now we're saying, you know, too much risk means if you don't have a margin, you don't keep some, some cash, some liquidity which is up until now, it's been like, you're stupid. Why would you do that? You could, you're, you're missing the bull run market. Why are you doing that? Oh, now maybe you see. Maybe you see that to have some margin, some liquidity, some cash somewhere is a smart thing to do because the people that have cash right now, they're in you know, not bad shape at all. They're the ones going to get through this and have the opportunities on their side. So to your, to your real question is, you know, what do you see for in, in the future for investing? All right, well, said and it's true. I'm not a stock market Wall Street guy. So I'm just going to give my overview there real quick. And then you all can come punch me in the face and say, David, you're wrong. That's okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, but I, I truly believe, and this is going to be somewhat for real estate too. So I'm not saying real estate's just this, I'm some, some, some lover boy over here that I think is just all, all great. No, everything hits a market cycle. The stock market, you know, saw its typical bounce. It went down. It's been popping back up in the last few days, you know, but it's the stock market's all emotional. It's all built on emotion. Uh, I just Wait don't know those how Q1 can... earnings start coming out, and then that that's, thing will see, go that's right the back. whole point. It, it just you know when they, 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 the market buys into the oh the stimulus is coming oh you know it seems like the pandemic is, is hitting it's, you know it, it thrives on some good news so it pops it back up good 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 great it's gonna it's gonna drop again gang it's gonna drop again I think again we could we could get back down to what it did in 2008 easily you know in in the next months when reality hits um, so I don't think now's the time to to try to play ninja day trade. Try, I mean, I know there's people that try to do that. Okay, God bless them. It's a hobby. You know, have fun with it. But uh, so I'm not a player there at all. Uh, on the alternative side, uh, again, there will be opportunities. Uh, we have more time. It's less volatile. Things don't happen in a matter of hours or, or days or weeks. Uh, there's, you, can, you can be more opportunistic because the alternative space is an inefficient market. Inefficient, meaning, meaning you, you have to have real-time local information. You Insider information access and trading is... It's not illegal. So there you have opportunities to kind of get your finger on the pulse, watch it. I'm thinking, you know, we may see some, 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 some deals come through in the next 30, 60 days. But I tell, tell folks in Freedom Founders, look, just hold your powder dry for a while. There is no rush to get back into any market right now. Let this thing play out. Keep that cash on the sidelines. Stay liquid for a while. Focus on your business because that's where you should be right now and how you ramp that back up. The investment opportunities are going to come and they will be there. They will be there. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I want to kind of talk about now is, uh, you know, many dentists who, you know, are taking a loss, specifically some of those docs that are starting out and they're, they're brand new. Maybe it's a startup practice. I know a few startup practices who opened up and now all of a sudden they're kind of in this situation, like, what do I do? What's your advice for the, the startup practice who maybe doesn't really have a patient base built up right now? And what are some of the things that maybe they should be doing or thinking about at this time to ensure that they have some momentum uh, once they reopen, but also for their you know, personal finances, maybe what are some tips that you would give them so that way when this does come around next time, 
you know, is that kind of the same thing? Build up a, a cash reserve if you can. Well, yeah, I mean that's 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 actually because this is so relevant now. And people in the past, you know, a lot of people didn't perk their ears up because it's like, ah, you know, David, what are you talking about? You know, cash reserves, running a real business. I mean, really. I mean, so now now everybody's in tune. So we're we're doing some some training and putting some stuff out on that. You know, going forward because now I think people's ears are reopened and I really want to help those people so they so this doesn't happen again. That's the whole key. Don't let this happen again. Okay, you're gonna have to get through this one. Uh, you will survive it. Uh, your question is, is, is you know, I, I can only generalize because, of course, everybody's startup situation is different. You have some people that are doing a startup that maybe have, have been out in practice and associate for a while. Maybe they've got some debt paid down. Maybe they've got some cash in the bank. It's, so it's all going to pin, Shane, on, on where they are. Uh, you know, the, the debt leverage is, is, is the thing. You know, how much debt are they carrying? How much debt are they carrying with the, with the startup right now with, with facility or leasehold improvements or, 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 or capital infrastructure? Uh, you know, what's, what's their payroll like? Uh, they're going to have everybody, startup, but everybody's going to have to really say what's absolutely necessary uh, to, to get things rolling again. And you may have to cut some stuff back. Um, you know, I, you may even have to let some, some equipment go back and take a hit on your credit score because you can't manage the, the finance lease payments on the CBCT that you just bought because you thought you had to have it. I'm just, I'm being, I'm being very serious here. Don't worry about taking a hit on your credit score right now uh, because when the credit, credit, uh, the credit markets look at your credit score in a year or two and they're gonna look back when it was this time, they're gonna give you a big pass. So look, it's, it's time just to be vulnerable and say, what do I need to get down to to get through this gap? Lean and mean is the way to go. Uh, throw away your pride that you're trying to look all this. Um, sell some stuff off. If you're if you're leasing a fancy car or something, get, get rid of that thing. Get you know get your personal budget and your business cash flow down as tight as you can right now. Because if you don't, you're just going to be pushing the pain down the road. Uh, and and why not why not get real right now? Because if you don't, then you want you want to face this again in six months and have to make these tough decisions. Have these tough conversations now. Get with your financial advisor, your, your CPA, the people that are around you. Um, use them and just be real about it. Don't, don't push it up. Look, some, some of, the, some of the, 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 the greatest people that you know, we look to today that we think, wow, what a great mind, what a great business owner. You look back and if you read their autobiography, they, they, they filed bankruptcy back whenever. I mean, seriously. I mean, I, so Dave Ramsey, okay? Dave Ramsey has some good stuff to say about debt, right? Bad debt. Dave Ramsey filed bankruptcy when he was back in his 20s. Okay, does Dave Ramsey an idiot? Do we like look at him like, oh, what? No, he went through tough times, learn lessons. Look for people like that. If it happens to you, look, it's not game over because you're with you're along with everybody else right now. No one's going to put a th finger on you and say, you know, what's wrong with you? You're weak. No, but do what you can. Look at it hard. Get your numbers tight with your financial advisors and look and say, what is feasible for me to do? What do I really have to do right now? Don't placate with these loans coming in. Look at that money really, really hard and make sure you're going to use it as wisely as you can because once it's gone, it's gone. I don't, the government can't keep throwing this money at us forever. It's going to stop at some point. We've got to get back and, and pull, up our, our, pull, pull up our boots by the bootstraps and, and get going one way or the other. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, you know, do that now. Like now is the time to be doing that. Don't say, I'll do that two weeks from now, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Like they need to be doing that now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Kind of a final question here I have. I, I mean, I could talk all day to David. I, I just enjoy this uh, conversation. But one of the things that I, I want to ask about is um, moving forward to people. We have a lot of like younger listeners who are in dental school right now or uh, considering dental school. 
And a question that I hear in the dental community a lot is, is a dental profession a good profession to go into? You know, at, as, in, as of 2020, if, if you're a college student considering dentistry or uh, starting dental school, is it a, is a profession you would recommend? David, your thoughts on that? Hmm. Boy, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's a tough one um, because I, I, lo- <laughs> I, I, no, I, I love what we do. Uh, it, it's, it's a noble profession. Uh, we need dentists. We need, we need doctors. We need healthcare. I mean, look, you just talked about frontline. Uh, and it, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a profession that can certainly provide great satisfactory re- rewards. Uh, but it's going to be like, like a lot of businesses, not just in, but a lot of businesses are not going to be the same as they were. The problem until the education and the debt, student loan debt change, there's going to be some changes there. But right now, in the near term, it's not. So, so if you're in that place right now where you're considering what to do and you haven't actually stepped in and signed big loans and you're not down the road, I'm not saying that dentistry can't be a place for you. I might take a step back, kind of like I'm telling investors, and maybe, maybe spend some time if you're that, if you're that young and, and do what I call the apprentice model. I got a book out there, so I'm just <laughs> go to Amazon, the apprentice model. Yeah. For young people, I think it's a game changer book. Um, and, and it talks about use, utilizing your time when you're young. You don't have family. You don't have responsibilities. You haven't taken all of the educational debt to actually test what you think would be a good career uh, and, and find really great mentors you could actually do an apprentice with. You can get paid, uh, but you can learn so much there and really find out. See, too many people, Shane, I think go down the steps of a specific career profession just because number one, well, they've gotten the good enough grades in school. They're smart enough. They can do this. It's always been said in society, doctor, lawyer, CPA, engineer, you know, you name them. Those are noble professions and you're always going to be good there. Yeah. But um, it's, there's, there's also not going to be the same freedom. The, the entrepreneur, the solo business owner in that regard, fewer and fewer in between. So if you really love doing what you do, saving people, fixing their mouths, being, you know, then understand you're going to be under the construct of, of probably being an employee. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, I'm not saying that's bad. Just, I want people to understand what it is. And you're going to come out of school with again, four or $500,000 worth of debt, at least the way it is right now. That's a big load to carry. I'd be, you know, until this thing model changes and I think it's going to have to, but like right now it's not changing. So take a step back. You're only, what are we talking about? 22, one, 22 years old, somewhere in there. Hey, you got your whole life. Don't get sucked into something so quickly because you think you just have to take some time back off, take a look. Still be there if you seriously, seriously want to do it in a, in a couple of years. Yeah. I think that is excellent advice because I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm 30, so I'm, I'm still young, but I remember when I was 23 graduating college, and I was a nervous wreck because I thought I needed to have it all figured out because I, I went to college, I was graduating, like, what do I do now? And I think you bring up a good point. It's okay, even if you do graduate and, you know, whatever the case may be, you have a lot of time because what I'll tell you right now, what I graduated for in college and my first job out of college is not what I'm doing today, nowhere near the trajectory of what I'm doing today. And I'm much happier where I am today than when I was at that point. And I think we all you know, go through that in many cases. Rarely does someone just nail it after high school because when you're 18 years old, you have no idea. And I, I, man, I'm telling you that apprenticeship model is something I really wish I would have had and and explored. And I believe like my parents, like when my parents were um, like in school and that sort of thing, that was a more common thing back then is you did an apprenticeship and it makes sense. Why aren't we doing that? 
It's, it's because society gets on a run that says, says you've got to have XYZ education. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're not going on to something next after high school, you know, college, if you're not doing that, there's something wrong with you. Now, what's wrong with you? And I'd say, boy, push that model away and tell, tell young people, take your time, um, um, research and, and test other things. Get some experience. Don't get into this rut of, of, of life and, and start building up a, a lifestyle and debt and the cars and the houses. And it's just, you know, you don't want to go that fast. The reason you could iterate when, when you came out of college so quickly is because you didn't have that, that kind of student loan debt, uh, right? I mean, and, and you were locked into something like with an with a, with a, with a office with, with loans on all this equipment stuff. I mean, you're pretty much locked into that once you get into it. So just back off a little bit, take, take a little space, breathe is what I would say. Absolutely. Well, uh, but before I let you go, David, I want, to, I want you to tell us a little bit about Freedom Founders and, and what you guys are doing there because you do great work and just mean so much to the, the dental community. Um, but tell us a little bit about that and also you know, some of the, the programs that you have that may be beneficial to people that, so they can learn from this whole experience and be prepared. Well, for those, those that are, you know, kind of further down the road in practice or career, you know, mid-career to, to, to Anders, uh, we have an elite mastermind group that really helps them focus on what their, what their transition opportunities are and how to create sustainable cash flow once they sell their practice and they take their other investment assets, make them sustainable cash flow. It's, it's totally different than the financial model. So that's one thing we do there. Uh, then we, but I love serving younger people. And so we do workshops. Uh, we just did a, a virtual workshop because we couldn't do it live uh, two and a half weeks ago, uh, you know, uh, right here on Zoom. And it was great. And those are, those are great for younger people to come and really uh, get, a, get a look at the future. Uh, I think it's more, more necessary, more, more, than, more today than ever, uh, that young people, when they're going to start a business like a dental practice, you really got to look at the business side of it. And there's so many pieces of that, as you know, Shane. Uh, and so we're trying to do more there to help young people as they're moving forward and trying to figure this model out in these disruptive times, what that looks like. Give them clarity there. So workshops, um, late mastermind for those that are a little further in career, freedomfounders.com is where we've, you know, kind of our main mainstay page where people get, get information and see the programs and see where they might, uh, want to engage in something that we do that might be relevant to them. Absolutely. Well, go check them out, freedomfounders.com. Highly, highly, highly recommend you all uh, take a look at that. And, and I'm going to be getting getting some advice and, and some expertise from David on my real estate goals too. So if you, if you have questions about real estate, he's, he's the guy, guy to go to for that as well. But David, thank you uh, very much for joining us here on the podcast. And uh, I'm sure we'll be having you on again, not, not too long from now, because we, we definitely enjoy your insights. So thank you. Shane, it's been a pleasure. Good to see you today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. Um, I don't know when you host, like if you're going to be doing another uh, like webinar or anything like that. Like I, I've got a couple of minutes here before I, I hop on the, the dental nachos, but basically, you know, one of the things I'm wanting to do, David, is, you know, my business is doing well. Obviously I want to continue to, to grow that and everything, but uh, my wife and I, our, our personal goals are to have our passive income pay for basically our, our lives, you know, yeah. living expenses, everything. And so we're, we're in this house now. Um, we're looking to refinance it, but I know rates just kind of went back up here recently. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not sure on when to refinance it just yet. Uh, but looking in the next two to three years uh, to rent this house out uh, that we own and start getting some cash flow going. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wanting to build up a single family home real estate portfolio and kind of start that process. And so I'm definitely interested in, in the things that you teach and 
uh, you know, if you have something you can send over as far as an event that you're going to be doing or anything like that, I would love to sign up and, and get going on that because it's been something I've been meaning to do. And, and this, you know, kind of whole situation has reminded me that I just need to stop procrastinating and just do it. Yeah, because truly the opportunities are coming both in business and in, in other investments, you know, just, you know, which, whichever people like and whatever you want to focus your time for yeah. sure. Um, so are, are, you, are you on like mailing list? I mean, do you get blogs, uh, blog yep. posts from us? Okay. Yep. So as long as you're on the, on the, on the list, you should, you should be getting you know, information. I would say since we just did a virtual workshop, you know, a week and a half ago, uh, that was uh, first part of uh, end of March, I guess, first of April, whenever it was. Um, so probably we will do another one. I'm guessing later in the probably summer could be August, September. Okay. Uh, that'll be our, and that, that would be a good, really good place for you to plug in. Um, uh, because, because, you know, we go through those, those, uh, those, those opportunities and really lay it out and show you the different frameworks and give people, uh, you know, you know, what to, what to be aware of, what, what not to do, you know, what, what, you know, timing, you know, how you, how you look at, you know, kind of look at the deals. So that's probably one of the, the next best things I think would be valuable to you. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to look out for those announcements and everything, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to hop on it. So I'm ready to do that. Cool. Love to have you. All right. Awesome. I'm going to hop to another uh, another call, too. Uh, you go have fun with the Amigos. I did one with them last week uh, with uh, Rob and, and Paul and uh, some of the group. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it. Have a good time. All right. All right, David. Oh, Thank oh and you. I'll, get Lindsay, I'll get Lindsay to send this, uh, this link to you. Okay. Oh, See okay. You yeah, have, great. Yeah. If you need anything from me at any time, feel free to reach out. Perfect. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Shane. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so that, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to take in and really appreciate uh, Dr. Phelps for, for sharing you know, his, his thoughts on this. And I think, you know, as he brought up, this is an opportunity. This is a time where, yes, we're going to need to change some things. Yes, it may not be, you know, business as usual, so to speak, when we come back. But it also means there's a really good chance that we can be a differentiator. And it all starts with, you know, building this building this up and then kind of systemizing it, creating an action plan and going forward from there. So I think that you know, if we, we take this, start game planning, applying this into your practice immediately, I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, are going to be able to, to feel comfortable or at least more comfortable than maybe they would not hearing David's words on that and, and come out of this stronger than ever before. Uh, you know, one of the things that I really recommend you guys do is if you go to uh, David's uh, website, uh, his podcast website is, you know, Dentist Freedom Bru- oh, excuse me, DentistFreedomBlueprint.com. Uh, we'll put a link for this down below in the comments, but he's got a book on there. Uh, it's from High Income to High Net Worth for Dentists, and it's a book uh, that, that he wrote. It's, it's kind of the ultimate guide for financial freedom. And I uh, highly recommend that you guys uh, download that and, and take a look because, uh, again, David is one of those guys. He, he knows what he's talking about here, people. And so uh, it's always great to, to learn from, from those who've kind of been there, done that. And I know that's certainly one of the things that I'm doing uh, after uh, this interview is, is going and getting a copy of that book. So without further ado, guys, I think we're going to wrap up this podcast. Really appreciate you listening and tuning in. And, of course, if you haven't subscribed to the Nothing But The Tooth podcast already we would greatly appreciate that we would love it and of course if you ever have any questions about how to market your dental practice or how to build that thriving dental practice uh, post global pandemic you can always reach out to us at crimsonmediagroup.com thanks for joining along everybody and we'll see you again next week on another episode of 
the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast.